Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. This episode is sponsored by pennyfinance.com. Investing in women starts with investing in yourself. Women are on track to retire with 32 cents to every dollar a man has. We're not cool with that. That's where Penny Finance comes in, a financial mentor for women. They've created customizable financial plans tailored to you. Once you have your plan, they help you stick with it. No secrets, pure focus on debt relief and investing, the two most important pieces to the net worth puzzle. Say goodbye to your financial anxiety and get $50 off an annual subscription with code MINDSET50. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I am here today with Kate Scudder, who is a high school teacher turned Forbes-featured seven-figure business coach for women entrepreneurs, a TEDx speaker, host of the Born to Rise podcast, an internationally recognized online business expert, as well as a loving mama and wife, Kate's mission is to empower 10 million driven, bold-hearted women to uncover their zone of genius and use it to create a profitable, purpose-driven business that changes the world. I am so excited to have you here. You're going to empower a lot of driven, bold-hearted women here today. Thank you so much for joining. Jessica, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yes. And this topic, I was just telling Kate before we got on that I've actually been wanting to cover this topic for a while and I hadn't found the right person until I found Kate. So before we jump in though, tell us a little more about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So as you read off, I am a business coach for female entrepreneurs. My At the heart of my work is really empowering women to uncover what their truest gift, distinct genius is and use that to scale their businesses. So I've worked with everyone from, you know, women who are leaving the corporate space or recovering from a work identity that no longer serves them um, to start businesses. That's really where I focus in the earlier side of my career. But for the past, I've been in business now. We're coming up on my five-year anniversary, wow. um, which is wild. I feel like a grandma in this space. Um, <laughs> but yeah, five years in the coaching business. I started my business in um, yeah May of 2017. I was living in Bali at the time. Um, and we scaled to six figures in under a year, multi six in under 18 months and have just, yeah, it's been, it's been a whirlwind. We've done, um, multiple seven figures now and not slowing down anytime soon. And the, the work I really focus on now, I have programs for women at all stages of business, but, um, in my more intimate and high level coaching containers, I really focus on supporting women who have already established businesses to scale up to that high multi six, seven, multi seven figure space. And, um, and really doing so from a place of integrated 
feminine and masculine. So integrated energetics, magnetism, frequency work, which is so important and is really the heartbeat of of our businesses. I like to use the analogy of, you know, riverbanks in a river, like that Shakti life force energy is, mm. is the feminine is the magnetism is the energetic work, but you got to have the masculine. You need that like healthy structure and the systems that are repeatable to hold it all together. Otherwise you just have this blob. Um, and so I really focus on supporting my clients with scaling um, sustainably using both of those things. I love that. I think I've been, my husband and I run my business together and it, we do very, um, stereotypically both like he brings like hyper masculine structure organization, like where I'm like, it's fine. Like the money's <laughs> coming. It's okay. Like we don't have to worry. It's I mean, all good. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it works. It works. We both bringing what we need to make it work. But um, well, I think this is such an interesting point. And, you know, you obviously have an, a really established business. And I think it's so helpful to know that, you know, the, this masculine and feminine blend is, is something that all of us need internally as like mm. a marriage within ourselves. But it's also something that we need as a company. And I think a lot of business owners, even if they do have a team, they don't think about themselves as an actual COO, like sitting at the right. top of an org chart, really support a team, but your team is a living organism, just like you as a leader are a living organism. And there needs to be that internal marriage of masculine, feminine energetics and strategy, you know, systems and structure, et cetera, inside of ourselves. But it doesn't mean that you need to be, you know, an Excel whiz. God knows that I'm not, you know, in order to be able to run a successful company, it means that your, your team needs to balance and supplement whatever parts that you don't have. So I love that you just spoke to, you know, your husband bringing that more structural, solid support. And I think for anybody listening, whether it's your partner who runs your business with you, whether it's your director of operations or an OBM um, or a social media manager or whatever it is, you don't have to be an expert at all the things. You just need to really understand your own genius and make sure that you're building and scaling both with, you know, the, the hands-on team that's supporting you inside the business and in your mentors, like mm. who is, who is balancing you, who's complimenting you, who's supporting you to really expand to that next level. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like this is likely a big part of the millionaire mindset, not only finding that balance and seeking it out, but knowing that to get to the place of seven figures of millionaire, you have to be willing to bring other people on. You have to be willing to release some of that control. Um, can you speak a little bit to that element of- Oh my God, a hundred percent. I mean, to release that level of control, but also to release, like get, getting comfortable releasing money. I know like mm. when I started writing in my journal, like I'm a millionaire, you know, years ago before that even happened. And by the way, I want to just like pause for a sec to make sure we're all using the same language here, because I think there's like scaling to there's in this industry, there's a lot of, um, smokes and mirrors, smoke and yes. mirrors, or like use saying words and meaning different things. So there's like scaling to seven figures. Some people use that when they scale to making generating seven figures, like $1 million in their local currency of mm. in sales in lifetime revenue. Okay. So that's like one definition of seven figures. Some people say they've made it to seven figures when they are generating, um, you know, seven figures cash 
per year USD um, in their business. Some people say, so for example, like we have not had, I call, we are a multi seven figure brand. We've generated over, I think like close to 4 million in lifetime revenue in the business since the last five years that we've been in business. Um, Last year we had close to a $1.4 million cash year. Um, And so I just, I think it's really important to all define the same thing. And when we say millionaire, just because you have seven figures in revenue, cash revenue in one calendar year inside of a business does not mean you are a millionaire. A millionaire Mm. is somebody whose net worth is a million dollars or more, or whose annual income is seven figures cash or more. That's your personal annual income. So I just like, I'm really passionate about this because I think that, you know, just because I'm a seven figure business owner and that's what it says in my Instagram bio, that's not the same as being (laughs) a millionaire. I'm a millionaire because I make money, but I'm really smart with money and our net worth, my personal net worth is over seven figures. And so that I just want to define so that we're all like singing from the same hymn sheet, because I think that it's really easy in this industry to be like seven figures are bust. And then to get there and either feel like, oh my God, there's so much more to go or like, hold on. We, we made seven figures in a year or we crossed seven figures in lifetime revenue but I still don't feel rich. And like there, so there is a distinction. So anyway, I wanted to, to clarify that piece. Yeah. I love that. I mean, if we're looking at lifetime revenue, I'm definitely more than a millionaire. (laughs) I'm not making a million a year, but um, in our business, we've definitely made that more than that in the last, it'll be four years this year. Um, which is cool. I never thought about that before. Yeah, um, for sure. And there's different people using different definitions. So I think it's important yeah. to, you know, so you've, you've built a brand that's generated more than a million dollars and are working yeah. towards that. So I think just number one, like everybody just kind of drop into, huh, okay. How are you defining yourself and what you've made, what you've earned? And I think the biggest thing is just to be clear on that with your audience, yeah. like be clear on what you mean when you say the numbers that you say. So mm-hmm. for me, the biggest thing I mean, there's so many components to having a millionaire mindset. Yeah. The first thing that I say to all my clients and that I talk about all the time on my own channels is just like being so decided on the outcome and detached from the timeline. So like, Mm. just I've been writing in my journal since like well before we had anything close to like seven figures cash in a year or well before, um, you know, scaling to this level in both like personal net worth and business growth. Um, I'm a millionaire. Now the words I write in my journal uh, are, I have a $10 million net worth by 40. Mm. I know that's like a very specific thing to journal, but I believe in the past of specificity. Um, and that's just like, that's net worth. That's right. You know, and so we got seven years, um, that feels stretchy and it feels completely doable at the same time. My husband always jokes with me and he's like, babe, it's not enough. And I'm like, you know what? It feels expansive. It feels juicy for me right now, but that's where we're going. But like commitment to the end result, Mm -hmm. but detachment from the timeline. So while that thing that I'm journaling does have a timeline attached to it, I say this to my clients all the time. And I think about this for myself. Like if that $10 million net worth happens when I'm 42, who fucking cares? Like it's a $10 million net worth. You know what I mean? Like, or if it happens at 38, it actually doesn't matter. What matters is that I know that I am going there. I am decided Mm -hmm. that that is for me. And this, this might sound so basic, but you'd be surprised. Like I think for so many women, the, the audacity of Mm -hmm. claiming you know, I am a millionaire or I am going to be a millionaire. 
feels so outlandish. It feels so preposterous. And, you know, we can get into where that comes from. Maybe our family of origin had a real identity story of, you know, we don't, we don't come from money or those kind of people are really stuck up or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, A lot of shade thrown at people who shine really bright or who talk about money. I mean, we all have these different stories, right? I think that the biggest thing that stops most people from ever touching or getting close to touching that millionaire status is, the lack of decidedness that it is available Mm. to you. Like in order to achieve anything with ease, like the kind of ease you read about and that you, you know, see, it's really getting your complete mind, energy, heart, spirit, creative faculties, determination, like all of it completely oriented in the direction of like, this is for me. And actually believe that it is like, benevolent and beautiful to desire that. I think there's still a lot of shame and stigma for women, just like there's like shame and stigma around desire when it relates to sex. There's a lot of shame and stigma for women in the desire as it relates to money. And like, why not claim it? You want to be a millionaire, like hell to the yes, you do. And it's happening for you. And I think what we unlock when we just drop deeply into that acknowledgement is a, a life force, is an energy, is a feeling of like, wow, the universe really wants to support me in hitting this. Like, this is fun. This is a co-creation. This is a collaboration. Let's see, like, let's see how this unfolds and really letting yourself be energized by that. So that I think is like the first most important thing. There's so much that I want to say, and there's so much that I want to point out out of everything that you just said. But I think the most important thing I think listeners are probably wondering is, okay, you know, I love this idea of making it fun and I love this idea of living in it. How do I do that? How do I live in it? How do I wrap myself up in it? And I know you mentioned journaling. Are there other practices or things that listeners can do to really sink themselves into this space, into this deep belief that they, they are moving toward being a millionaire. Absolutely. So I think one of the most important things, like one of the things that I do, and I think that, you know, we all can find different ways of doing this. I'm going to like share some very specific things. You take what works for you, discard what doesn't, if you're listening to this, um, Stepping into your millionaire self-identity requires operating from this set of beliefs. And so whatever you need to do to ingrain that into yourself, I am somebody who is really prompted by visual reminders, which is why writing this phrase in my journal every single day, it's like the head, heart, hand connection, that like somatic integration that really does it for me. I have clients who have a sticky note or tons of sticky notes on the walls of their, like in their bathroom wall, on their computer, on the side of their desk, like whatever you need to do to visually remind yourself or set auto reminders in their phone. Um, So there's, there's the visual representation and reminder There's also the decisions that you make. And so one of the most important things that I think we can do to expedite and actually collapse time in moving towards that millionaire identity is to ask ourselves, like, what kind of decisions, if I am embodying my millionaire identity, what kind of decisions do I make? And like, sure, you might not, you know, book a $40,000 vacation if that's like all you have in the bank because you're like trying to be your millionaire self. 
Um, that's not what I mean, but I mean, are you playing as the woman you are becoming? Are you leading as the woman you are becoming? I mean, I'm sure we're going to get here in this conversation, but one of the things that I think is, has absolutely supported me the most in growing again, both my company and my own personal net worth is taking risks and making decisions before I felt ready and putting myself in the room with expanders and really allowing myself to step into not only the belief and the possibility that more was meant for me, but to surround myself with women who were already making millions and who were already, um, you know, learning what to do with those millions and could really, in a really educated and empowering and beautiful way, support me in my own process of building. And so that being surrounded um, in your environment. So obviously those visual reminders are part of your environment, but also the human beings that you are choosing to be expanded by are part of your environment. And, you know, I, I think it's interesting. We all hear the, like, you are the grand total of the five people you spend the most mm. time with. Like, that's not just people that you're like going to get pizza with on a Friday. That's also your mentors that you may never meet in real life for years. Um, or the people that you're choosing to learn from, or the podcast that you're choosing to listen into, like, are you feeding yourself with a diet that actually expands you and that makes you deepen in the conviction of your millionaire self day in and day out? So really looking at those daily decisions, those daily habits, your daily environment is so important. And then another piece that I'll share, Jess, that I think is like, it's something that I think is really important is cultivating the feeling of overflow in your own personal surroundings. Um, before like being a millionaire is not just again about having like seven figures cash in the bank or seven figures in assets or whatever. It's, it's also about how you feel. And so I think as women, um, it's easy to, well, as humans, but like as women, especially it's so, I'll say it this way. It's so important to really surround ourselves with the ex felt sense experience and to inquire what supports you to feel like a millionaire. So for me, one of the things, this is like so silly, but this will forever be something that makes me feel just like rich as fuck is having in the big wooden bowl in my kitchen and the beautiful like hand painted bowls that we like lugged back in our suitcase from Amalfi, like filling bowls with fresh organic fruit I feel like rich. I feel like Oprah. I'm like, I am like so <laughs> abundant. I can host the entire village. Like I love having fresh citrus. I love having, um, my home just feeling like really abundant when we are like out of fruit or whatever. I like notice that like, I feel kind of contracted coming into the kitchen. Mm. And like, it's not to say that I have like, you know, grapes oozing out of my kitchen. <laughs> don't. Um, but that's like one, it, it's like a self-care practice for me because I know this makes me feel abundant. It's not even like this makes me feel rich and wealthy, but it makes me feel abundant. It makes me feel sustained and supported and in the overflow. And, you know, I mean, this is like a whole other direction we could go in, in this conversation, but I, I think specifically whether it's like fruit or it's fresh flowers, that's another thing that I love doing for myself. Like nature is so abundant. Like if we just mm. look down and look around us at the, like the metaphor that literally sustains all of life, which is fruit and vegetables and like the way that nourishes animals and blah, blah, blah. Like we are just constantly being provided for with overflow. Like that is imprinted 
in the way all of us live. And most of us are really disconnected from our food sources. So we don't realize that's the case, but like we exist, like we are all millionaires already. Like you're a millionaire already and you're partaking in this cyclical, beautiful, benevolent overflow that the earth is pouring out all the time. And so for me, when I have visual reminders of that, like plants around me and I like, I am such a paradox of loving plants in my space and also forgetting to water them. Um, but, but, you know, whether it's fresh flowers, plants, um, really beautiful, abundant bowls of fruit in my kitchen, beautiful smells, taking the time to luxuriate and like diffuse an essential oil or put some on my wrist, choosing, even if I don't have calls that day to put on makeup. And again, like everyone has their own thing. It doesn't mean you can't be a millionaire if you fucking hate makeup, whatever. I have plenty of clients who hate makeup and there they make millions. Um, you know, but whatever it is that makes you feel beautiful. And I, again, for some clients, it's like buying the luxury watch is the thing that gets them in the feeling of a millionaire for some, it's like watching their kids play barefoot in the dirt on a piece of land that they bought with their millions. And so really ask yourself, like, what decisions can I make? What can I surround myself with? What makes me feel like a millionaire? Because when you surround yourself with those things before the money is there, you are well on your way to having the money show up. Yeah. I love every single bit of what you just said in it. What comes to me too, is the reminder to not only create those moments for yourself, but bring awareness when you're in one of those millionaire abundant moments. Like there's so many times where I'm driving and I live, like you could say out in the country, I live on 12 acres, getting to where coming home is like country roads and beautiful camels hump, Mount Mansfield, big mountains to the left of me. And there are moments where I am driving and I'm like, wait a second, this is really incredible. Like I have to like stop myself and remind myself of how good it feels to be driving my Volvo, which I consider to be a very nice vehicle to my big, beautiful home on 12 acres of land and like really like um, relish in that abundance. I feel like we can just go by it so fast. And I think it's important to stop and be in that moment, even if only for a second before you keep moving on to the next thing. A million percent. I love that you, we are literally about to move in like two weeks time of this recording. By the time this airs, we will have already moved in, but to our 11 and a half acre piece of land with our big, beautiful home. And like, it's it's so true. And you have to stop and like feel feel the abundance of those moments and taste and affirm, like I am on my way. Mm -hmm. I am on my way. And whether again, it doesn't, that this like pot of gold at the end of the rainbow thing doesn't stop when you like hit seven figure net worth status. Like you can keep expanding that, but tasting those moments of like, like you don't need to own a super yacht to feel like, to, to feel wealthy. You need to actually allow your nervous system to receive the wealth that's available Mm -hmm. to you here and right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about sinking into that, that millionaire mindset. You've shared a few practices for that. Let's talk about another piece of this. You said there's like so many things we can bring in. So like, what's another really powerful element maybe that you work with clients on in terms of shifting into this millionaire mindset? I think that, I mean, a a mindset practice and like a, it's almost like a muscular restructuring of the way that we think is to move your 
attention and focus from where you are not to where Mm. you are. And this goes to the practice of self-celebration, which is something that I annoy the fuck out of my clients with, but (laughs) I literally like in every container, every single week, there is a prompt. What are you at least once a week, sometimes twice a week of like, what are you celebrating? And I think that, you know, in this industry in particular, we can feel like, oh, unless I'm celebrating like a six figure week, there's nothing to celebrate. Um, And it's just, it's so toxic and it makes so many women feel behind. And like, even when I say that, like, what do you feel in your body, right? You probably feel contracted. You probably feel behind. You probably feel comparison-y and thinking about, oh, well, she's crushing it. She just had that. I just read that post about her fucking this and that week. (laughs) You just, you feel lack. You feel behind. Mm -hmm. You feel not enoughness. And it is toxic. It is probably the biggest money repellent and wealth repellent is to constantly be And we don't even, I think a lot of the time, well, I was going to say constantly be berating ourselves for for where we're not. And I think a lot of the times we do this without even knowing it. We, we, we treat ourselves as if, you know, we, we talk to ourselves internally in a way that we wouldn't wish on our dearest friends in the world. And, you know, I think for a lot of us who, you know, grew up and I mean, that's, I guess it's still really rampant, but like in an age where like body image was it was certainly an issue for me in high school and, you know, even in college and just feeling like, oh, my body's never good enough. I think a lot of us have like, you know, overcome that, but transitioned it to like the money's never enough, or I'm not good enough in, if I'm not making X figures, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. in this amount of time, or like, I've been in business this long and I haven't hit this level yet. Like I'm slow. Who would want to work with me? Those thoughts are so they're so toxic, they're so disruptive, and they're so unnecessary, honestly. So one of the big pieces that I work on with clients is practicing the art of Mm self-celebration, celebrating both internal wins, external wins, because the more of, the more that you can learn to celebrate and not just like superficially like, oh, like, yeah, good for me. I like sold a course or whatever, but like, really see yourself. That's what celebration is, is about deeply allowing yourself to be seen by yourself. Um, and if you're in a mastermind or whatever, like witnessing community, um, the more you really anchor in that win, the more that you savor and relish in your abilities and that in, in who you are and how you're growing and the more magnetic you become for more momentum, mm-hmm. more money, more to flow in. And this, you know, again, it might sound silly. It might sound so simple, but honestly, a lot of these practices, like, I hope that this episode is dispelling that there is no grand million dollar secret. Like it's it's really about the compound effect of choosing to shift the way that you think, the way that you believe, the Mm -hmm. way that you act, the way that you behave on a daily basis over time. Like that is what creates the million dollar result. Absolutely. And there's something I want to share, uh, like about self-celebration that came to me like a year and a half ago, I was watching this show on Netflix, a football show, whatever. Um, and one night it occurred to me that football players celebrate after every single touchdown, whether or not they won the game, right. They celebrate every single time. And I was thinking about that to myself, like, that's the same thing, right? We think we have to win the game to celebrate, but we can get a touchdown and celebrate that touchdown, whether or not yes. we end up winning the game, which by the way, the game never ends uh, right. for us. Uh, but I, I love that analogy. It really helps me remember like every moment is a moment worth celebrating regardless of 
where that puts us or how close that gets us or what that means for our end goal or a million percent. And again, I think that this is a really important thing to add on to this conversation. Jess is like, you get to, you know, in this industry, like, and it's funny. I, I remember like before hitting the seven figure mark being like, Oh my God, once I hit seven figures, that's it. Like I Mm -hmm. am there. I have made it. I'm in the secret club, lift up the red velvet rope. Like I am in there. And you know what? Like when we actually crossed that, it was like, oh yeah, cool. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Like it was just another day, Mm -hmm. another whatever. And guess what? I was still thinking about what comes next and obviously took the time to celebrate that and relish it. But what I really want to share is that had I not like be like had this ingrained thing of like celebrate the fuck out of yourself, I would easily and could easily go into the feeling of it's not enough. I can't celebrate yet. What about the next million? Like there is, this is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And if you can't celebrate, you know, a $5,000 client, a $2,000 client, a $200 sale, like you're not going to be able to celebrate the $20,000 sale or the $200,000 month or whatever it is that you, that is your next level, because it's, there's always a next level. There's always a next thing. There's always a new thing that you can unlock. And so I just, I think it's so important to remember and to recognize that if you are listening and seven figures is your next big milestone, absolutely go for it, decide it, feel it in your body, know why you desire it, but also know that celebrating every step along the way is going to support you and not only hitting that goal, but then exceeding that goal and then hitting the goal that comes after that and doing it in a really feel good way. And the last thing that I want to say about this is, um, you know, uh, know why you want the number that you want. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of women in this industry, um, you know, they see the flashy Chanel bags and they see the like private flights and whatever. And all of that is like freaking amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like if you desire those things, desire the fuck out of them and go after them. But a lot of women I see chasing a number and chasing a status and chasing a lifestyle that they think millionaires have. Um, I guarantee you, if you ran into me in the downtown streets of Portland, you would like not know that I, (laughs) you would not know that I had built this business. Like I am, um, you know, and that's just me and that's just my personality. And it's cool to know about you and your land and whatever, like my, my desire with my wealth is, um, right now at this particular stage, you know, just about to have our second baby and whatever. Um, I'm having a ton of fun with real estate investing. I'm having a ton of fun thinking about growing our wealth portfolio for generational wealth. That's completely outside of this industry. And like, yeah, we're just going to keep raising our income in, in my business year after year. But like my interests right now are in also like building an organic farm and building out our Airbnb and, um, you know, building a beautiful space for community and connection and, and also revenue, new revenue streams and monetization pathways. And like, that's, what's lighting me up right now. And that's, that is my why, um, I could kind of, you know, and, and three years ago when we were making boatloads of money, I was like flying business class around the world with my husband and staying in fancy hotels and ordering the best champagne, $400 at every dinner. And like that stage of life was beautiful for us. And that's where I wanted my money to go. Um, now, 
you know, even though I could fly business class every flight, like I'm noticing, like I have resistance to that. And Mm -hmm. this is interesting because I really had to ask myself. Um, and I know like we were talking about a mutual, um, contact point of, of Elisa. And I, I was flying over to Barcelona to see her and I was like, Oh, do I fly business? Do I not? I ended up not flying business. Um, and because the business class was, I don't know, it was like 10 grand more. And again, could I afford it? Yes. Any day of the week. Um, but I'm like, we're in the process of like a well over a quarter of a million dollars renovation of our house. And I'm like that 10 grand for like being comfortable for mm-hmm. the, that time. Like I want to put that money somewhere else right now. And that decision actually makes me feel more wealthy. So again, I think we're taught like live large, go big, do what your millionaire self would do. But like, I just want to share that super transparent behind the scenes because your millionaire self isn't always necessarily going to like splurge on the biggest material thing. She might also decide, you know, Hey, I want to put this money into an asset that's going to like yield a ton more money over time. And that like in my own wealth journey and working with mentors that have supported me to grow like money into actual wealth, um, that has been one of the coolest evolutions. And I still like invest very heavily, like six plus figures a year in mentorship, six plus figures a year in team. Like I am like, you know, I do not spare any expense, um, when it comes to my own expansion. Um, I just get to now choose like, what is it that expands me and what do I want to put that money towards? So I think that's also so important is like, know why you're building what you're building and make expansive decisions that support that. Yeah, absolutely. Moving toward a million dollars just to write an Instagram post or to put it in your Instagram bio is not going to push you through what it's going to take to get there. Bottom line. Yes, 100%. So there's one more thing before we cut out here that I want to ask about because it's something that comes up a lot in a lot of our episodes. And I think it's a big piece here is the element of trust. And so we, I feel like we've talked a lot about this idea of knowing what you want, seeing what you want, making decisions in that mindset and that continuous moving toward it. Right. And knowing that like, you don't know when it's going to come, you don't know when it's going to happen. You just have to keep moving toward it. And in that for me, and I know probably for most of our listeners, there's an inherent trust that you have to have that if I keep doing these things, I will get there. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about like, how can we, how can we really trust that, you know, how can we live in that trust and let it, let it happen as it needs to? I think that one of the things that is the most important to remember, and this is something that I like, I remember just, yeah, being exposed to and something that I added in, into the first course that I ever created, um, is that when you desire something that desire wants you back just as much. Mm. And so remembering that, like, if this is on your heart, if making a certain amount of money and being able to build out, you know, a vision that you have for your life with the money that you are able to create and providing sustainable generational wealth for your family, for your kids, for your community, to have a handbag full of Gucci purse, like whatever the thing is that really drives you, like if that desire is in your heart, it also like you are also in its heart, if that makes sense. Mm. And really thinking about your desires as this like dynamic life force that you get to co-create and work with. And 
I know for me, like I, I'm not a religious person, but I'm definitely a spiritual person. And when I surrender the lie that I like my sheer willpower is doing this Mm. alone, um, you know, I'm an Enneagram three, I'm a manifester. Like I'm like a get shit done, like go for it, go for the gold type of person. Um, but one of the things that really like balances and nourishes my energy with that is the reminder. And frankly, gives me more energy is the reminder that I'm not doing this by myself. Like if I, and all I need to do is look back at the last, like the growth of the last five years to be reminded of what's possible and what's coming next, like the exponentiality of that. And Um, if you can, like, can you, so this is like a practical practice that I give to clients sometimes, like look back at you five years ago, look back at you two years ago. Could you have even imagined the magic that has come into your life, the money growth that you've experienced, the relationships that you've manifested, like the family that you've maybe have manifest, like, could you even have imagined and orchestrated this magic by yourself? Probably not probably definitely fuck no. And can you even imagine like what's coming for you? And so if you don't trust in the future, like trust in the present, like trust in Mm. what you have already, the, the, the magic of the story that you're already inside of right now. And like, you're still in that this, the chapter ain't over. Like we're not done here. We've got more to go. And the more you keep listening to and following that desire, the more and leaning into that trust of like, it's not just an affirmation of it's all working out in my favor. It's like the evidence of it literally is all happening now in live time. All you have to do is keep going. I love, 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 love that reminder. I think about that often where I'm trying to remember to stop myself and say like, wait, where am I? Like, how, like I got here, like, can I believe, could I have imagined this three years ago when we were living in San Diego or we were traveling the world that we would be here? Like, there's just so many of those moments that we can look back on and then reflect where we are here. And I think that in itself also also cultivates that abundance mindset, that state of continual abundance of look at all that I have and all that I have created and co-created for myself. A million percent. Couldn't agree more. Well, this has been such an awesome, incredible conversation. So much beauty and wisdom. Before we wrap it up, if there was one thing that listeners were to walk away with today, that if it was the only thing they walked away with, what would you want that one thing to be? Be so decided on the outcome that you desire and really connected deep into your bones of why you desire it and want it and just get going and be so committed to the outcome, detach from the timeline, but just decide over and over again, even when it feels like it's not happening, even when it feels like you're going too slow, even when it feels like other people are lapping you, even when it feels like you might not hit it, know that that desire is in your heart for a reason. It's meant for you. It's for you. It's coming and keep returning to that. And like, there's literally no way that you're not going to get there. Love it. Now switching gears before we close out, what are you getting intentional about right now? Um, getting ready to birth my second baby is my Ah. big focus and intention. (laughs) Yeah. I'm 33 weeks pregnant right Ah. now. And 
um, yeah, gearing up for just getting intentional about expanding the space in our home and our hearts and my pelvis and all of the areas. <laughs> um, and just, yeah, getting ready for this new, beautiful opening in our life. So exciting. I so vividly remember that time in my life and um, excited for you. Glad I'm not there right now, but I'm do very you have two. Do you have two kids also? One. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Weston. Yeah. He's, uh, was born in October in the exact room that I'm sitting in actually looking oh, at wow. the Amazing. place where he came We're planning, the- we're planning a home birth as well. So yeah, getting more specific, I'm getting really intentional about just like healing a lot of the mm-hmm. birth trauma that I had from the first birth and just welcoming in a beautiful home birth with my husband and our midwife and just having this be a really beautiful healing experience. Absolutely. I'd had, um, for anyone listening who's curious, I did an episode, probably like 10 episodes back on my home birth um, and shared all the fun details. Um, finally, where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Yeah. Well, first of all, Jessica, this is so great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yes, guys, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear from you. If you listen to this episode and just know what resonated with you most, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. I'm at Kate Scudder, Kate with a C. Um, and you can find me on my website, Kate.co, C-A-I-T.co. Um, I also have a podcast called Born to Rise, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, born to rise podcast.com all the places. Um, so yeah, come hang out and say hi and let me know what resonated with you the most. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you again so much for being here, Kate. And thank you everyone for joining us. We will catch you on another episode of mindset reset radio.